3w Africa link Africa's first case of COVID-19 was reported in Egypt five months ago. Now, over half a million cases later, the long-term toll on everyday life is showing. Going to school, going to work, or even putting food on the table is now far from certain. And in East Africa, the very future of education is in jeopardy. This is a DW Africa Link special podcast on the coronavirus. I'm Kai Nebe. Let's go through some of the big stories around COVID-19 coming from the continent. And today I've got uh, DW presenter Mimi Mefu in studio. Welcome, Mimi. Thank you, Kai, and thank you for having me. The developments in Ghana at the moment, is that correct? Yeah, the problem in Ghana is more and more health workers uh, have contracted the coronavirus. We are counting so far, according to our correspondents on the ground, more than 700 people wow. so far infected by this virus. And according to reports as well, it's as a result of poor distribution of personal protective equipment, the PPE, which at this point in time is very, very important to health workers and also to the patients. And when you say that the health workers themselves are exposed, is this doctors only or is it everyone? Everyone is, is exposed because if you come to the hospital for something else, uh, you are exposed because if health workers, those who are given saving lives are exposed, you too are exposed. If we have a situation where the nurses and the doctors are not feeling safe in our, a medical uh, facility, you as a patient, you are not safe. And this is not just a Ghana problem though, right? Right. It's not just a Ghana problem, but maybe a little bit on Ghana, because it's not just about um, uh, the health system, but how the crisis is, this health crisis is, is being managed. The problem is not only at the level of the hospitals, but we also have Ghana's uh, a policy of easing down lockdown measures yeah. that is actually being criticized by so many schools are still opened. We saw how other countries are taking measures to make sure that exams are not written by Ghana. But in Ghana, everything is going on normally. People are queued up trying to register for uh, the upcoming elections in the country and there's no uh, preventive measures being put in place to ensure that people are safe. So I think politics should be set aside and lives should be the priority of our policymakers in Africa. And especially this hurts quite badly that it's actually health workers are suffering from coronavirus because as soon as your health healthcare system is in trouble, then it's becoming difficult to actually solve the problem, right? Right. When, Like you said earlier, that is not just Ghana. And earlier I also talked about our policymakers. When we talk about a country like Zimbabwe, for instance, where the health minister, who is called Obadiah Moyo, uh, is being charged with criminal abuse of his office for facilitating fraudulent deals. This deal was to actually acquire COVID-19 supplies to be able to help citizens in this country where the health whoa, system... Whoa, wait, so just hold on one second. You're saying that the that the health minister himself was implicated in graft. Is that correct? Right. In corruption, it's a huge amount of money. It was actually overcharged. The, the amount of money that the minister asked from the government was higher than what he finally purchased this COVID-19 supplies uh, with. Uh, and this whistle, it, it, it is actually a local tabloid that blew the whistle, an indication that if the journalists were not vigilant, the government would have gone silent as usual. So I, I also asked that question, if the Munangangwa government was not exposed by the media, 
would we have seen him being punished? Let us see how the situation evolves in Zimbabwe. But so far, if a health minister was supposed to be setting the example should do this, I think it's really problematic. So what we have in Ghana is that the healthcare system itself is actually um, in a state, in a way, collapsing because even the healthcare workers are being infected with coronavirus. And the example that you mentioned in Zimbabwe, which is also a big story, that the health minister himself has been implicated in embezzling funds. You know, what is what message is this sending? It's telling the population that they have to put themselves first. They have to take care of themselves before looking up to uh, the authorities that be. Um, in Cameroon, the Minister of Public Health has said it clearly that for coronavirus screening, it's supposed to be free of charge. But at the level of the hospitals, this is hardly respected. It's a general problem. It's not just in Zimbabwe. It's not just in Ghana. It's also across Africa. And these people are desperate and they need help. Yeah. Uh, Mimi Mefu, thank you very much for joining us and thanks for your time. Thank you, Stukai. For this podcast, we have a special contribution from Kenya. There, the government has ordered all educational institutions to remain closed until 2021. And DW correspondent Thelma Mwazaya takes us to some eerily empty classrooms in Nairobi. Education Cabinet Secretary Professor George Magoha said it will not be practical or safe to reopen schools because the peak period for the virus infections is just starting. He said this academic year is lost, meaning all learners will be required to repeat their current classes when schools reopen next year. He did not provide the exact dates. There will be two Form 1 classes in 2021 academic year. There shall be no KCP for the year 2020. The 2020 standard eight and from four cohorts will sit the examinations later in the year of 2021. As a result, national examinations for primary and secondary schools will not be done this year. But how have the students taken this news? Christian Wainaina is a candidate for the national primary school exams. I've been putting in a lot of time and effort, um, especially during the free time I get, um, I study on the areas that I've not understood. It also gives me an opportunity to go through what I've not fully understood. The school year in the East African country runs from January to November when it climaxes with end-of-term exams. Kenya closed schools on the 15th of March when it had only three confirmed cases among a raft of measures taken that month, including a nighttime curfew. The reopening of universities will take place on a case-by-case basis and the institutions were encouraged to consider face reopening and continue holding virtual classes and graduation ceremonies. Colleges and universities are to reopen in September if they abide by strict guidelines. Kevin Kamau is a law student at the University of Nairobi. He has had to postpone his bar exams. The wait is really bad, especially right now because... uh, um, you have to read and at the same time anticipate when 
you're going to do the exams so it's frustrating and at the same time very discouraging mm-hmm. yeah isn't there provision to have the exams done virtually yes uh, some universities are doing uh, the exams virtually but uh, the Kenya School of Law has not yet approved any virtual exams the decision will apply to all children the government statement said specifying this included schools offering international curriculum. Initially, Kenya had planned to reopen schools in September for those in their final years of primary and secondary school to allow them to take their exams. But the mounting infection rate resulted in the shelving of this plan. So, how has education taken place without physical classes? National Educator Hello, Lana. Welcome to Standard 6 English lesson. Our topic The government-run Kenya Institute of Curriculum work. Development has been providing school programs via the radio, television, and online since students stopped going to classes in March. But while some have been able to cover the syllabus using these resources, other pupils do not have access to the technology. Teachers have not been spared by the directives. In some cases, they have been offering classes online using different digital platforms. How has this impacted on teaching as a profession? Mary Wanjiku is a teacher in a public school. Considering how our schools are congested, in some schools we have so many children in school and therefore social distancing may not be possible. Parents now are shouldering the burden of teaching their children and homeschooling is the quickest way to do it. I caught up with one parent who just ended the typical homeschool day with a new learning arrangement. All put on clean clothes. Now answer this question. On which day we all put on clean clothes? On which day? On which day we... Here, what is the answer? Check from this paragraph and give me the answer. Monday. Catherine Kenga, a lawyer by profession, has had to take on the teacher's duties. I am not a good teacher. I'm a mother, yes. But uh, I, I get to a point where I, I, I think I assume that my son needs to know. It's like for me, it is obvious that he has to get this answer right. But for him, he has not reached that stage. I think I'm not, I'm not patient. And teaching needs a lot of patience. For the patience bit... I think I get to a point where I snap and I lose it. These nationwide closures are impacting on over 60% of the world's student population, according to UNESCO. Kenya's school system has lost a year due to the coronavirus pandemic and the ensuing lockdowns. Quite how officials hope to make up for the lost time is still unclear. Nor is how this will affect this year's pupils and students. I'm Thelma Mwadzaya. Goodbye from Nairobi. Across countries with high unemployment rates, getting high school or tertiary credentials is seen by many as a passport to a job. In many ways, Kenya has taken a bold decision in saying it cannot safely fulfill its obligations to both educators or pupils, whereas many other African countries have decided to hunker down and continue with school calendars. But with the pandemic only really starting to take hold across Africa now, this may prove a very costly decision. This was a DW Africa Link special podcast on the coronavirus. 
From our producers here in Bonn, Germany, and myself, Kanebe, we wish all our listeners the very best of health and to stay safe. Bye for now. <laughs>